We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, GSPN's Green Packers podcast, and a part of the Blue Wire family. We are back with another preview pod this week for the Dallas Cowboys, longtime Green Bay Packers rival. And to discuss that historic rivalry with me this week is Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Let's talk Packers. Let's not As... talk uh, double OT bucks. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the, oh, God, the vibe. The vibe is going from that game to, <laughs> uh, not to timestamp this, but yeah, from that game to um, to the Packers is quite the whiplash effect going on right now. Right. It's definitely, <laughs> the vibes are very different. <laughs> what was it Giannis, Chris, Drew, Pat, and... uh Somebody else, Ingles. Joe Ingles, Ingles, all out, and they still win in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Seems good. But go uh, to Green Bay and Razul Douglas is saying we suck because we, we suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vibes are not good this week, but hopefully they can pick him back up with a win against the Cowboys. But before we go into all of that, we do have some cheese to hand out. It's not a good cheese. I take no pride in making this announcement. But we're giving away our first Limburger cheese. 
the minus one, the big stinky, and it goes <laughs> to no other than twelve himself, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no need to rehash it all, but he didn't play well. Three interceptions, despite his uh, best week yardage-wise. A lot of his throws were Wait, off. Wait, what? Yeah, two ninety-one was his best week in yardage. <laughs> Watch the YouTube to see Jordan's horrendous reaction to that news. Oh God! And uh, they scored nine points against the the worst defense in the league. So, oh my God! Uh, so yeah, it wasn't the uh, the best week for Aaron Rodgers. All of his throws were low. They just couldn't do anything of note versus the, the Lions. And it all started with him. Uh, 23 or 43, like a 53.5% completion rate. That's not good. Three interceptions. Just not a good week. So a minus one for for Aaron Rodgers. We're going to move a bomb past this this Lions game. I forget for the cheese board after nine games. Uh, your leader is Aaron Jones with six. Uh, Rashawn Gary with four. That's unfortunately going to stay the same the rest of the year. Devonja Cam- uh, Campbell with three. So, same thing with Jair Alexander, Preston Smith, and Romeo Dobbs. will also stay at three for a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. With two, AJ Dillon, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, Keyshawn Nixon, Pat O'Donnell, Russell Douglas, and Quay Walker. And Back down to one. Aaron Rodgers, Al Mazard, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, David Bakhtiari, Jared Reed, John Runyon, Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon, Rudy Ford, Demi Watkins, and Zach Tom. So, let's leave the Detroit game behind. The worst game of the year, hopefully, is now behind us. Until we play Detroit again at the end of the year. (laughs) Let's look ahead a little bit. And talk about this upcoming matchup with the Cowboys. The injury report leaves a lot to be desired because it's long, but it's long for both teams. So let's go through that quick. Um, The only full participant today in practice was Christian Watson, who's in concussion protocol. Um, I saw that Christian Watson was evaluated for a concussion after last week's game. He did not have one, but per... NFL, CBA, bylaws, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you enter protocol, you have to begin the week on um, the injury report, I believe. I'm not sure yes. to stay on it for the rest of the week, but he was a full participant in practice today. Um, the other 16 people on this wonderful list for the Packers. One third of the 53 man roster, nearly. Nearly, yeah, it's not good. Oh my god. Uh, David Bakhtiari with his knee. He was a DMP. Chris Barnes with a concussion. He was a DMP. Uh, Devondre Cabell with his knee, also a DMP. Um, Mason Crosby has a back issue for some reason. I don't know when he sustained that, which makes sense as to why they brought in, why they worked out two kickers this week. Mm. Uh, he was limited in participation. Roman Dobbs with his high ankle sprain did not participate. He won't. He's not playing for another month at least, if at all, this season. Uh, Russell Douglas has a calf injury. He was limited. Uh, Rashawn Gary towards ACL. He's out for the year. Obviously, DMP. I don't know why he's on the injury report, but that's where he is. <laughs> uh, Shamar John Charles has an ankle injury. He is a DMP. 
Elton Jenkins with his knee was a DNP. Aaron Jones and Al Lazard with an ankle and shoulder, respectively, were both limited. Aaron Rodgers and his right thumb was a DNP, maybe just giving him some rest and reflection time after Sunday's game. Um, John Runyon, who was in and out of the game on Sunday with with a knee, um, was limited in particip- uh, limited in practice today on Wednesday. Preston Smith with a neck injury was limited. And then Eric Stokes with an ankle knee injury was a DMP, and so was Sammy Watkins with a knee injury. I believe they're getting a second opinion on Eric Stokes because I don't think they liked the first one. So that's probably yeah. the, the best sign with sort of how their secondary is, but we'll see how that goes. If he's good, I would be pretty much certain he's not going to play this week just because no. if he's getting a second opinion... They're probably wondering if he needs surgery or just rest. <laughs> yeah. Even so. I think of the um, post carnage that was the visit to the Motor City. Yeah. Um, Matt Lafleur said he is more concerned about Stokes's injury out of the ones that were somewhat definitive or right. You know, beyond the Gary one, because obviously that was just you know awful right. and brutal. But yeah, not great. Not, not great, great at all. Not great. Uh, for the Cowboys, uh, Durant's Armstrong has a shoulder. He was a full participant. The other full participants for the Cowboys were um, Michael Gallup with a chest injury, Malik Hooker, their safety with a hamstring, Michael Parsons with a shoulder, Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz with a knee, Cavante uh, Turpin with a chest injury, and Sam Williams uh, with a knee injury. Limited for them were Zeke Elliott and Noah Brown with a knee and foot injury. And Donovan Wilson, their safety, had a tooth injury, which you don't see that very often. I'm hoping that like he must have gotten knocked out or something, but definitely an ouch. And the only DNP for them was Anthony. <laughs> what? Definitely an ouch. Well, I like that. I, I well. know that, that is, yeah, just thinking about it is kind of horrifying. Yeah, like a, a tooth injury in football has got to hurt, dude. Yeah, it doesn't happen just like, oh, it just fell out. It's like, no, it's no. just full on impact. Right. Like any tooth injury ever is like for sure an ouch, especially in sports. Like in baseball, you're getting probably hit in the face with the ball. In hockey, you're probably getting hit in the face with the puck or someone's stick. Oh yeah. Like basketball, it's like an elbow, which like is Can't probably skate. Yeah. And hockey too. Like basketball, it might be like the least painful one because like it's probably an elbow, which still hurts, but it's not a I flying projectile. Get down low though. <laughs> right. So regardless, tooth injury football, no thank you. The only DNP that the Cowboys had was Anthony Anthony Barr, their linebacker with a hamstring. Mm. So very very lengthy injury report for both teams this week. Hopefully a lot of the DMPs and limiteds for the Packers turn into full playings in that 16 of those 17. Well, 15 because Rashawn Gary's in. Yeah. Hopefully majority of that list ends up playing on Sunday. <laughs> yes, let's hope. Let's hope. So let's jump into it. Cowboys Packers. One of the I'll say most historic rivalries in football. Like, I feel like it took a definite break in the 80s and like 90s when the Cowboys won on their tear and did all of their winning. But obviously, Ice Bowl was like the biggest kickoff to the NFL, as you can imagine. And then 
recently it's really been rekindled as Rodgers has been just kind of owning the Cowboys for the last decade and a half. Um, 20 and 17, the Packers and uh, against the Cowboys. So, uh, I believe it was 16 and 13 in the regular season, and they're tied four and four in the playoffs, which is very interesting. Interesting. I'm guessing most of those playoff wins. Well, those losses came during the farm era, too. Right, like. Two for sure playoff wins in the Rodgers era. The Des Bryant catch-no-catch no catch, and the 2017 divisional round. Um, and I think the third one is the Ice Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the fourth one came in. Probably, during, yeah, some, well, I, probably yeah. sometime during the Rodgers era but, or the Favre era or somewhere else, but that, they have one more there. So Yeah. Um, but then I want to just broach, broach you, Jordan, talking about sort of all these Great rivalries. What is your favorite Cowboys Packers moment? Because we've had a lot of matchups since um, Rodgers took over for at quarterback back in two thousand and eight. Sorry, I my fiance just got home, so I was like, "Oh no!" The dog was like <laughs> parading around, so I was like, "No oh, problem." So get picked up. Favorite Cowboys Packers moment. Favorite Cowboys Packers if you, moment. If you want, I have mine broached and ready. I can go first if you want some time to think about it. Let's go Let's go to you first. All right. Without a doubt, I think my favorite moment is when it was the 2017 divisional game. 31-31. And all, like, my favorite like memory of that scene is the picture of the guy who took the selfie in AT&T Stadium. And he's wearing the Rogers jersey. He's got the big, thick mustache. And he goes, <laughs> "The Packers have a minute twenty-six left, or, or like whatever it was. I don't yeah. know if it's that game. It could be a different regular season game. Like they left Rogers X amount of seconds. Like, and he's, he's like, they think they won. <laughs> <laughs> but the the beautiful rollout. I get I get so sad now thinking about how good Rogers was. Uh the beautiful rollout <sighs> and scramble play from Rogers to Jerry Cook, who toe drags the sideline, catches it. Inbounds with three seconds left, and then Mason Crosby uh, kicks a field goal to win. And like I remember the the reaction to like that final drive so well. Um, the play before Jared Cook's catch, Rogers was sacked. He um, got take it got sacked from behind, and whoever the like defensive like lineman or linebacker was swiped at Rogers' hand, and Rogers like held on to the ball in what should have been a fourth fumble by the Cowboys defense. And I remember on Monday morning, Skip Bayless was like, so in awe. He's like, I've never, ever, ever seen a quarterback get that hard and hold on to the ball like that. Like the hand strength Rodgers must have to hang on to that ball. I was like, that's <laughs> a weird thing to pine over, but yeah. okay. But then he was like, I don't know what the... Like the air movement in Mason Crosby's kick was, I have never seen a football get kicked where it, it goes and it looks like it's tailing out outside the field, the field goal post and then goes back in and, and wins the game. I'm like, what are you <laughs> like analyzing as opposed to this beautiful pitch and catch from Rodgers to Jared Cook? Like, <laughs> that, that's what you're focusing on? Rodgers' hand strength and the way the ball... His is... hairy hands, too. <laughs> yeah. So... But yeah, just the heartbreak of Cowboys fans uh, knowing that once that catch was completed, that the vibes were 
they were going to lose, and they did. That was the, uh, that's one of my favorite ones, for sure. It's funny, because you have a very romantic view of that. Yeah. And I think I was very opposite. I was like, it's great, but they're just going to get slaughtered by the Falcons. I That was, all, that was very, I was very, um, at the height of my Packers pessimism then. Oh, yeah. Because like, it, it just felt like things had gone on so long with McCarthy, and obviously we'll talk about the reunion. Right. Um, But I just I just thought it was like, this is air. Like, it just felt like this is such a good moment, and it's going to get dulled because they're going to get kicked in the teeth the next week or, you know. Right. I think, I, I think it was obviously a very cynical view at, things yeah it's romantic as... it's romantic now like yes like yes. i i probably had the same exact uh feelings back then as well just because it, like what are you gonna do it they, they were probably going to lose. yeah um my memory i don't know why i mean that one would definitely be the top for sure mm-hmm. but again it was very clouded by my packers pessimism i would probably go this might be a dark horse. 2010, the year that they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Cowboys got up to a crappy start. They go into Green Bay, get absolutely manhandled. Sunday night game, and eventually was the last game that Wade Phillips coached hmm. the Cowboys. How about when that? He coached them. But it was like, it was the Packers, like, let me, I have to I'm look looking. I'm looking at it. Forty-five to seven. <laughs> yeah, it was. Clay Matthews, I think, too, had like a monster game. I just felt like he that was I'm certainly looking. at I'm the height looking. of his powers. Rogers Nelson was probably really emerging. <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> he had a sack, an uh, interception return for a touchdown, and four tackles. Yeah. It just—it felt like that was like I had such high expectations for that Packers team, and that was like they had all these injuries happen like right away. They lose Ryan Grant. I mean, you go on down the list. It was a longer list than the injury report that they had for this week. Right? How many people that they lost? But there was just like that game of like it was just a total ass kicking, and so much so that the Cowboys fired their coach, which is like. I don't think I. I mean, it's rare to think that they've done that in season, you um, know. Right. I'm and like, they they went to Jason Garrett after who lasted what ten years about that, yeah. 20, Again, so 10, that so yeah, about, about that kind of shows you. I'm looking at the uh, the scoring from that game. First touchdown, Brandon Jackson. Packers leading rusher that year. <laughs> then. Greg Jennings caught a pass. Nick Collins had a fumble return for a touchdown. <sighs> Nick Collins. Um, Des Bryant caught a pass from a uh, pack or from a Cowboys quarterback. Do you remember who it was? I know it was a Romo. Was it Romo? Because he was hurt. Because that's a, why they're so bad. Oh my God! I know. I have this name in my head, and it's gonna bother me. I can see the dude. Is it John Kidna? Is, is it John Kidna? It is John Kidna. Oh yes. Oh, the Cowboys. It's not Quincy Carter. No, this is my favorite game of like John name Kidna. random backup and a full quarterback. Yeah. Close runner-up for me. 
is uh the game when I'm trying to nail down the the year. What what year did Rogers get hurt? Like the the Matt Flynn season. Matt Flynn year. I found it. It's uh That was that year. That was that year. The Patriots game, right? Um is that one the- Nope, it was twenty thirteen. So twenty thirteen when Rogers got hurt. Like I think he broke his collarbone again. Like not again for the first time. Was that Matt Flynn though? Or yes. is that Tolzine? Nope, this is Flynn. This is mm-hmm. this is it is. I'm I'm positive. Wait, did he come back? Nope. So I forget. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, 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 was, matter. it was the first time Matt Flynn like this was like still like rookie contract Matt Flynn. And then he played so well this season that then he went and got that Seattle contract. I don't then, think that's the right year though. It is. It is? It is. Because this was the season that um Matt Flynn did so well that he then went and got that contract here. Let me click on Matt Flynn's player profile page. Well, I'll be darned. You were right, Jordan. He did come back. He left 2011, then got that signed with the Seahawks 2012, and then, and then he came got back. Yeah, overstepped by Russell my Wilson. bad. I thought this was still first first edition Matt Flynn. I stand corrected. Because I knew, I feel like he did come back. He did, and then he played for two seasons here, and then was was gone. 2014 was his last year. But the this was when Rogers was was hurt. Yeah, and. They were seven, six, and one at this point, and they needed to keep winning in order to, like, stay in the playoff race. This was one of those years that was just really bad for the NFC North. Like the the Packers yeah. won their, um, won their division, eight, seven, and one, <laughs> and so they they lost Rodgers. I forget what 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 game it was, but they needed to keep winning, and they go into AT and T. Stadium and win thirty seven thirty six over Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. That's it was man, what a what a fun game. Matt the Matt Flynn led Green Bay Packers go into Dallas and beat Jerry Jones' Cowboys. All right. Very very much like a Javon Carter with the Bucks. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so enough looking back in history at the good old times as as much as we wanted to keep going there apparently. because yeah, the present is the present's like a little it. more grim. <laughs> Um, this year's matchup: the Cowboys are in a battle with the uh, New York Giants for the the uh, NFC East. They're six and two, I believe. The Giants might be um, they're seven and two. Let's see. So it says they're second in the NFC East. Oh, I'm stupid. It's the Eagles. The Eagles are eight and zero. <laughs> I forgot about the Eagles. Let's. It's 10.50, folks. Please give me a break. The Eagles are 8-0, and they're tied with the Giants at 6-2 and two for a second. And then there's the Commanders mm-hmm. down at 4-5. and five. So, a very top-heavy uh, NFC East this year, and they're trying to stay in contention for like their wildcard spot, and maybe if the Eagles slip up like the, um, the division lead. So, definitely got a lot to play for. Dak is back for his, this will be his third game back. He played the Lions and the Bears, and then had the bye, and now they play obviously the Packers. So pretty much a gauntlet of NFC North teams for the for the Cowboys, but uh this this Cowboys team has talent. We'll start with their defense. 
I'm sorry, we'll start with their uh their offense. The I was looking at like their lines and all they had I forget who who their lineman was that went out, but they uh they lost their starting left tackle. Zach Martin? Maybe I forget. Oh no no starting left tackle. Um Tyron Smith. Yep, thank you. Yep. So they lost Tyron Smith before the season even started. And I think that was one of many line injuries they had. And it's kind of showing. They, uh, their tackles allow a lot of pressures, like a significant amount. <laughs> and so I think this is going to be a very important game. But it really sucks that Rashawn Gary's out now because, like, with how much their tackles are letting up on pressures and sacks, this could have been a game where Rashawn Gary could have really ate. But instead, if Preston Smith ends up playing, which he probably will, hopefully, I think him and Kingsley uh, Enigbari are going to have big games if they really want to. Should say what they really want to, if given ample opportunity by Joe Barry and the defensive play calling. Because the tackles are there to be feasted on. And so I think this could be a big game for the, the front seven of the, of the Packers. Certainly hope so. I mean, I know they got to go off a, a fair amount during the game, and um, I really like Enigmari a lot. Um, and he was very productive in college, too, so that kind of shows, I mean, he's kind of like not the opposite of Rashawn Gary, who is this super hyped-up prospect, and at Michigan it was disappointing, but the talent and the athletic ability was certainly there. I think Eric Barry could easily kind of be another, you know, late round draft find that the Bucks, right? Bucks, God, <laughs> Packers, Packers. Sorry, Packers really. Um, I'm talking about the draft and mention the Bucks. That's this, this doesn't happen at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really bullish on him, and it sucks that you know you lose Gary for him to have a bigger role, but. This is a time. This is what it's going to be even for the rest of the season. No, that, that's like, like if there if there's like an opportunity. It's it like don't get me wrong. It sucks that Rashawn Gary's out. He was having a fantastic year, really great breakout year. But now it gives you time to really develop an Ibarre to become sort of a, a bigger piece of this defense. And we'll see if he's up to it. He's only a rookie, a fifth round rookie at that. But yeah. he's played very well during times he's needed to step in. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, looking at the Dallas uh, line. Their uh, starting tackles, Tyler Smith and uh, Terrence Steele, have given up uh, 16 and 12 pressures in eight games. So, um, Tyler Smith has given up four sacks and nine hurries, while Terrence Steele has given up eight hurries, but only one sack, but three hits. So, I definitely think there is opportunity, ample opportunity for the, the the D-line and the linebackers to kind of tee off and get to Dak Prescott and hopefully make his game on Sunday quite rough. Yes. Um, But at the same time, <laughs> that front seven needs to contain the two-headed monster that is Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Like, to get into fantasy talk, Real fast and real, and we'll exit real fast too. I pass on Tony Tony Pollard like every single year for the sole purpose. I'm like, like, there's no way that he's actually like a functional back, right? With Zeke there, and 
every year he they figure out ways to get him the ball because he's really good. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's gonna be tough. I think like this is another one of those matchups where like Dave Montgomery and Kluwer Herbert and I'm, my mind is blanking on other good like Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Um, we played um, oh uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris for the Patriots. Reese Hall and uh, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah, like they've played a lot of good running backs this year, and so this is another yet another test for the Packers defense uh, in the run game. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just so frustrating to talk about because it's just a, it's does. It, I think I've said it before where it does not matter who the defense coordinator is. It is just an issue that plagues every Packers administration. Right. Yeah, it's something they just can't get down for some reason. But no. Packers have allowed the fifth most rushing yards this year, which they also haven't had their buy, so they're 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 ahead of they're behind some nine games played teams but those are only the so, bears the panthers and the seahawks you brought the buy i saw andy herman actually say something about this do the packers have a cho- choice to have their buy earlier have a choice i i don't know this that, is no. random it, it, i know it, it's gonna be like week 15 or whatever it is yeah maybe <laughs> Probably should have done more investigating. <laughs> just off random, unhinged. What week fourteen? Yeah, choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Week fourteen is their buy. Maybe they, maybe they, talked to the league office and chose a buy. Like chose that buy for some reason when yeah. they were making the schedule for like the London game. But I don't think so. I think that was the point that he brought up that you could have your you could input when you wanted to it, and they put it late. Got it. Well, um, one more point on the run defense too. Okay, um, does not help that Devontae Campbell will likely miss time. Yeah, he is, and almost certainly out. Yeah, the linebacking linebacker core is already thin to begin with. So, right. I think Cowboys are gonna have a field day. Yeah, <laughs> I think like part of the problem is is that they like they've let up so many, um yards the Packers have but the issue that they're facing is that that teams are running the most against them too like they were fifth in yards allowed for the run game they're also fifth in attempts faced in the run game like that track so they've allowed 1200 yards 1250 yards on 262 attempts um in the run game but if you go to um yards per attempt they're really kind of in there with some other like they're eighth in that at 4.8 per attempt but there's plenty of teams between 5-2 and 4-3 so I think they're like I'd say league average they're 0.3 yards over league average when the best when the worst team is the Chargers at 5.7 and the best is the Niners at 3.4 so like they're definitely middle of the pack. It's just middle, that yeah, middle of the road. They're having to face the run so much, and, and they're on the field so much. On the field so much. So I think that that is more so the problem. Like obviously, they need to be better at stopping the, the run. They should be closer to four than they are to five when it comes to allowing, like 
yards per attempt, but I'm not saying it's like the worst thing that they're at. I think it's just a product of what teams are doing against them because they don't want to face that secondary, I think. Yeah. So, but, but then also that run defense is the worst part of it. So yeah, they'll take the run game over the passing game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, hopefully it works out. Zeke and Tony Pollard are good. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else you want me to say yeah. about it, but... Oh, um, no, it's true. Let's see. I'm trying to see some stats for, for Zeke and Tony Pollard. 500 yards on 81 attempts for Tony Pollard. Sheesh. Five touchdowns. 443 yards on 109 attempts. Four touchdowns for Zeke Elliott. And uh, neither one of them have a receiving touchdown, but both very good. Very good. Tony Pollard is a chunk chunk guy. 6.2 yards per attempt. He's like the most like Aaron Jones like for me mm-hmm. elsewhere. He just very he hits holds very fast and yeah. doesn't. I think he's probably I would say maybe a little bit more bursty than Jones. Yep. But it's just the the manner in which they just kind of like. Oh, he's got seven yards there. Oh, he's got eight yards on this carry. Like it's very the production of it, but like certainly matches Jones and. If he he's always feasted when he's had bigger roles too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be the main theme this week is stopping stopping them. Like I I honestly would rather lose to. I shouldn't say that because it probably suck both ways. Yeah. I think it'd be less frustrating. No, because it it's not less frustrating to lose by the pass because then Jair and Razul are having bad games, and like that's frustrating that you paid them all that money to have bad games versus receivers like C D Lamb and Michael Gallup. But I think any path to losing this week is frustrating just because it's either more the same in the run game or Jair and Razul are having... Giving up these huge plays. Exactly. 
So it's like it's what which one is the lesser of two evils? It's death yeah. by a million cuts, or is it you know <laughs> having okay. your head cut off by a guillotine when Jack Prescott? <laughs> right. I mean, like it's like that kind of you yeah. Know. It's one quick. It's one fateful stab to the heart, or just a bunch of little ones. But speaking of that passing game, which is this Packers season? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Both of them. Speaking of the Packers or the of the receiving game, it's good. CD Lamb is a a good receiver. Very. They lost a bit when they. I think who was there? Was it Cedric Wilson? Yeah, when Cedric yes. Wilson left to go play in Miami, who was he's had a negative role in Miami. He hasn't really played much there at all. No. Um, but Michael Gallup <laughs> is pretty good. Pretty good. He's kind of the Marquez Valdez Scantling of this team. He's running yes. the field a lot. So I think that's going to be. He had a big contract to him, too, when he tore his ACL. He tore his last ACL year, last year, and then they re- they let Cedric Wilson walk and then signed Gallup to that big deal. Oh, and it was Amari Cooper. They didn't want to pay Amari yes, Cooper all the money. Him. That's what that's who it was. It wasn't Cedric Wilson. I knew there was another bigger receiver there. <laughs> it was Amari Cooper. And so. But now between Michael Gallup and Noah Brown, like no, like when CeeDee Lamb was out for the couple games he was out this year, um, I thought maybe I maybe I'm wrong. He didn't he didn't miss any games. I think it was Michael Gallup coming back from his injury. Noah Brown filled in. Yeah. Uh was doing well. Noah Brown one touchdown, or three hundred and thirty yards ish. So doing doing well in his wide receiver three spot. But I think this is a very well rounded offense. Like I don't think they got to six and two because of Cooper Rush. They got to six and two because of people surrounding Cooper Rush while Dak was out. So it'll be interesting to see just how much the Packers defense has slated for them. Because if they really want to tee off on Dak Prescott and blitz and do that, they better hope that the defense is playing some the the secondary is playing some good deep defense. So. They're not getting those big chunk plays and deep balls downfield because CD Lamb, Michael Gallup can do it. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, focuses on Jair Brazil playing up to their potential, right? Can Savage hold up? I mean, he's had a lot, very rough few weeks, and Amos is always steady, but yeah, that secondary and the safety is specifically are going to be tested right so it'll be very interesting especially without stokes i mean it's just a different dimension that you're going with douglas is more probably comfortable doing you know in what he's normally done right play on the perimeter like that but yeah it's just a different kind of vibe that they're gonna have to go through right with darnell savage playing so poorly do you want to talk quickly about this uh player that the packers picked up off waivers this week yes Jonathan so, Abram, the former first round pick for the Oakland Raiders. That's right. He was first round. I was like, the, he's there's another, another reason why. He's another, I, watched that, uh, I watched that hard knocks. That I think that was his, his first year. Might have been. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, drafted in 2019 out of Mississippi State. Um, they tried to trade him. The Raiders did at the deadline. Couldn't find anything for him. Um, Packers took a flyer on him. He was, I'm pretty sure, a big special teams guy in um, in Oakland when he played, but it hasn't been good for him. Like, truthfully, 
Uh, PFF has his season grades in which he played. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty full seasons. Yes. Uh, for he adds to the to the long illustrious history of Raiders, Raiders draft picks. Yeah. Um, 38 in 2019 his rookie year. Um, 36.8 uh, in his second year, 56.9 and 49 and a half this year. Really not playing too well of uh too well of, of defense out there in Las Vegas. The opposing quarterback's passer rating when he is covering is very good. <laughs> Going back to 2020, uh, it was 124.3, 105.2, and 114 this year. So, it's bad. I think bringing in Rich Biasacha this offseason is why Jonathan Neighbor was not a Green Bay Packer. Which, like, it seems that like he's he's really fast and hits hard, which is great for special teams. If that's what they want to utilize him as to shore up that part of this team, which if you would have asked us <laughs> week one, hey, we're making great strides and making our special teams better, we'd be like, great, we're a Super Bowl contender. Now the special team isn't really much of an issue because the team sucks anyways. So like, yeah. it's the least of my concerns. The least of my concerns at this point. I'd rather the offense and defense become better than the special teams. So. I guess what do you what do you think of the waiver wire pickup? Third former Raider to follow to Green Bay um, follows Keyshawn Nixon and Dallin Levitt. I looked it up. Um, probably, honestly, I feel like there's another one that I'm missing. And it, it's probably just another special teamer. Yeah, I mean, guy. <laughs> yeah, just oh, he's on the 53 man roster. Um, yeah, it's not inspiring, but I mean, it's a flyer. They need some help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it it's it's a dart throw. If it hits, it hits. But it's not like I don't expect, like the Packers season. I don't expect a lot out of it. So <laughs> but we'll see. It's worth talking about. Yes. If it does, good pickup. Like yeah, first round athletic talent like I don't know too much about the guy but if he's taken the first round he had to be up there enough with other teams just probably wasn't falling past the third round you know what I mean like yeah you don't just take guys that are seventh round talents in the first round because it's a mistake in scouting like there is something to look at so but and they just need rotation too I mean that's the thing about the defense if you're on the field for so long because your offense just can't carry any water at this point Right, it's like you need guys to stay fresh, and they're just overworking their guys. And I think that's also why things have contributed to where they are. Where I mean, Darnell Savage is having a terrible year, or at least a terrible few weeks. It could easily be explained by the fact that the Packers' defense has been on the field for longer than they envisioned to. Right, like that's definitely <laughs> for games. right, and it's just the, what the defense has been like forced to do this year with how bad the offense has been. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's it depends on how well how much you're giving into Donald Savage having a bad year, which he is having, or if it's a symptom of having to be on the field so long that he might just be the guy that's getting picked on because he's it's a compounding thing maybe. Is what I'm trying yes, to say. absolutely. Absolutely. So um do you have anything else on the 
Cowboys offense and Packers defense you want to talk about, or should we switch to um, the other sides of the ball? The other sides of the ball for both teams. I even think, I mean, McCarthy always kind of, they like their use of tight ends, and Schultz isn't that bad. He's not like a world beater by any means, but I think that's another thing where your linebacker core, very thin. You're asking a lot of Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie. Yep. You're going into like Eric Wilson. I know he got a lot of snaps last week, who a guy that was not really thought of to have. I think they just signed him as a practice squad guy. And then, right. you know, so yeah, it's going to be, it's, there's a lot of holes that they have to fix the leaks. Yeah. Especially with Chris Barnes's concussion. If he doesn't play, it's going to be, going to be thin on defense. That's for sure. Very, very. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Packers' offense and the Cowboys' defense. Like I was saying earlier, the Packers' like run defense isn't the best, but the Cowboys' run defense like isn't this elite run defense either. Uh, the Packers have allowed 1,250 yards this season. The Cowboys have allowed um, 1,081 in one less game. So they're allowing uh, pretty close to the same yards per attempt. Packers at 4.8, Cowboys at 4.7. So I think that could be another theme that we really want to do. It's the same theme we've had all year, Jordan. Let's try, let's try to run the ball. Let's try to be... You mean that you, you say that and then immediately script... Um... Three straight passes? I felt like it was longer too. They didn't. Yeah, it was it was way longer than that. Regardless, <sighs> let's maybe run Aaron Jones with intent. Let's be proactive in how we're using Aaron Jones, how we're using AJ Dillon, and making sure they're a focal part of the offense and setting up play action, and doing things that involve the best part of our game. Is that so much to ask? I feel like it shouldn't be. <laughs> this year it is. This year it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> don't know what it is. That is the frustrating thing about it. It's like, you know, you can't even guess what their strategy is. Right. Week to week. And he, I mean, I know like the slide certainly has exacerbated it, but it, this is an all season long thing. Right. And that is what is even more. It, the best it felt like was when first half against the Bears. Yeah. Because then it was like, this is it. This is your identity. This <laughs> is the way you want to play. And then it's like, no. No, we're not doing that. Remember how and, full of joy we were when they actually oh used Aaron Jones week two? Even AJ Dillon was, uh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I'm looking at sort of the stats for the... Cowboys defense. And I think what I'm trying to get at is their defense really mirrors the Packers defense sort of schematically and how they've been forced to play. I shouldn't say forced, how they've been attacked by opposing offenses. Um, Similar in pretty much yards per game they're letting up. 150 less than the Cowboys in one less game. Um, And then the Packers have faced the least amount of throwing attempts as a defense this season. 
the Cowboys have allowed the 26th leases or have faced the 26th lease as well. 235 for the Packers, 261 for um, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. So, like, I think that sort of showcases what this Cowboys defense is about. They really don't want to face teams that want to face that Cowboys secondary with Micah Parsons. Um, and I saw Michael Parsons as a linebacker. Trayvon Diggs sort of out there on uh, playing in secondary and throwing against these that, that talented secondary. They're just going to run the ball instead. And I yeah. think that's what we're going to see again. We won't see that again this week because Rodgers is going to throw the ball all over the place because that's what he just really does. And we won't run the ball with intent because why would we? Like going on a little mini rant there. Sorry, I had, I had to open the valve a little bit. <laughs> but I think that is what we're setting up to see. Would you? Would you agree? I would agree. I mean, that's a, a, <laughs> the thing is. Again, as we talked about the unpredictability of just knowing what to expect with this Packers offense, right? And the level of opponent. I mean, the Cowboys are very. They make. They have one of the best, if not the best, pass rusher. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best. I mean, he was the um, defensive rookie of the year last year, Trayvon Diggs, right? I believe he was. Yeah. I believe so. 10 picks last year, having a pretty good year again this year. Like, yep. they feast on action plays, causing turnovers, right? creating havoc. Um, the offensive line is, of course, going to be tested. And it's just a mat. That's where it's like, They've had to rotate guys over and over again. The fact that Bakhtiari and even now Jenkins, you can lump with one another of like, who do you expect to play? Right. And how long? Are you going to have Bakhtiari sit the entire second half and then come back on the field? <laughs> the final? You know what I mean? Like that, it's just like, it's just that stuff of like, it's personnel, strategy, everything like that. And then now you're coming in to a home. I think what is going to be really fascinating, this is kind of going off on a side tangent. Go ahead. But it's McCarthy's return, of course. So it's kind of Packers, they honor these guys that have (laughs) been with the franchise for a long time or whatever the case may be and won a Super Bowl. But it's also the first home game since literally chaos just erupted throughout this whole organization. Right. And like, I don't I don't know I don't know what the vibe is gonna be for this game. It's it, gonna be a weird game in that sense. There's a good chance they get heavily booed. Oh, like if they look absolutely. bad, if they look bad, they're gonna get booed, I think, pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't I think patience, there's gonna be no patience, especially when it's like Right. The the you're looking in the window of like when Mike McCarthy was last here. Right. And it's like he's returning back to the organization where it's like things are not any different from when he was last at Lambeau. In that yeah. Sense. From the last time he stepped in Lambeau, the state of the team could be like he never left. Yes. Like when he, after he got fired after that Cardinals game, if, the universe was just like just shrunk that time frame down to a second, and then like McCarthy is returning to Lambo the next week for football. The Packers are in the same exact spot, same exact spot, and it's that's that's weird, Jordan. That's really weird. 
It's very weird. It's weird that we're here that it's it's weird that we're here this quickly, but it shouldn't be that weird because right. just the, it's just a lot of these guys are older. Yeah. That have stuck around. I mean, it's not just Rogers, but like Jair was a rookie savage yeah. as well. Dr. Iris still here. Like a lot of yeah. the team is still the same. Ka- no, nope. Kyle was already gone. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cowboys might have been on the Cowboys that year. Oh, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. So, um. But anyways, I think you're right that the vibes at Lambo are going to be probably pretty bad. Um. The last time they were at Lambo was middle of October when they lost against the Jets. Jets. So, of the one, two, three home games that have been at Lambo this year, only they they won two of them. They won against the Bears. They won against the. Uh, Patriots. Patriots, and then lost against the Jets. But since that Jets game, it's all fallen apart. <laughs> Three straight losses on the road. So, I think, like you said, I think it is going to be pretty bad. And maybe they need to be at home. Maybe they play better going into Sunday, being back at home, and they play two in a row. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um, But talking about that that Cowboy defense and sort of how to navigate it, they have playmakers, like you said. They feast on like action plays and big, big plays. Um, Demarcus Lawrence on on the line, or like, as like an edge rusher, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Like those are very high impact players, and I think neutralizing them is going to be the biggest part that they can do. And I think yes. a lot of that is going to be like with quick throws and getting Lance going. Like I know we've reiterated all these topics before, but they haven't fixed it, so like we keep talking about it. Um, Especially, but, it's such a young offensive line, too. Yeah. And so, I think, like, what is really going to be important is make it, like, making sure they're mixing it up. Yes. Like, getting running going, getting slants going, but then taking shots downfield when available. Like, I'm really excited to see these receivers go at it. Like, if Christian Watson can, if Christian Watson can stay healthy, knock on all the wood, yes. that'll be helpful. Like, Alan Lazar probably should, is, I think, is going to play... Demi Watkins, maybe. Cobb? Do, no, I don't, anything about Cobb yet? I haven't heard anything no. about Cobb yet. But then, um, between Lazard, Watson, and Watkins, that are, they are three receivers. Yes. <laughs> and then Bobby Tunyon. Like, and then Josiah DeGuire, we talked about on Sunday. I'm <laughs> really, really interested in seeing what Samari Toure can do. Which like yep. I feel so like down bad as a podcast host saying that sentence because he's a seventh round rookie, but he's making he impact. Something. He's making impact plays, mm-hmm. and so like I'd imagine Trayvon Diggs is going to cover Alan Lazard or Christian Watson or like whatever they, their matchups they want to be. Like, let's try and get Samari Tour involved. And if Bars, um, hurt for the Cowboys too. That is kind of a big deal. I I also forgot that he went there after getting cut by the Vikings. Yeah. But, yeah. And so it's just like, I'm hoping. Can you get anything going? Can you get, you get Aaron Jones yeah, in get the passing Aaron, game as well? Get him involved? Like, I, I, I'm just really excited to see. I should say excited. I'm eager to see how they handle a, a no Romeo Dobbs game. Because, like, last week... It really hurt them. Like it clearly yeah. hurt them. And I hope this week that they can kind of feed into these young guys. I really don't want to see a lot of targets towards Alan Lazard. I'm sure it's Alan Lazard, sure, because he's fine. 
I'd be right on him last week, but whatever. I don't need to see a six-target Sammy Watkins game. I'd rather balls be going to Christian Watson and Amari Toure and Amari Rogers even. Like, yeah. get some of these young guys going because they are providing sparks in the offense when they're involved. And when they're on the field. Exactly. Like, if you can get them involved and they're making plus plays, why not keep going to them? No. So, that's uh, the receivers. The line's going to need to show up. We talked about it and said it's like it's young, but I think if Rodgers isn't getting protection, it's going to be a big repeat of, la- of last week. Like the, the Packers, like the, I think, I don't know if I said this already, but the Cowboys defense leads the league in sacks. And they yes. played one less game than the league because they had their bye week already. So, like, <laughs> they're going to yeah, get after Rodgers. Rodgers needs to be. Has- the task of guarding Parsons. Good luck. Good luck. And they're going to move him around. They're not going to put him on, just put him on, on Bakhtiari. They're not going to just put him on uh, whoever's playing right tackle, whether it be Jenkins, Jenkins on... or Tom or whoever it is. Yeah. But they're going to put him, they're going to shoot him wherever they can get him to Rodgers. So Rodgers needs to be better than he was last week at making decisions. That's for damn sure. Oh. Yeah, no. The f- yeah. Because. Last week he was awful. Like there was like one Monday when all of the people start posting like the all twenty two clips of stuff. He was looking over receivers who were wide open, like Bobby Tunyon across the middle or AJ Dillon. Like uh, yeah, like like anybody. Like they were just getting open and he wasn't seeing them. And that is the biggest part of, I think, why he had such a bad week last week is there are so many opportunities left on the table. So, I think that's going to be important. But I'm not looking to Rogers to have a good game because I'm not putting my, that sort of faith in him. <laughs> but I really want to see um, what these young receivers can do given the opportunity to do so. Like, I'd be very happy with a wide receiver one, two, and three being Lazard, Watson, and Toure. Like, yes, I don't mean to disrespect Sammy Watkins like that, but he hasn't been a positive. It's kind of what I offense. expected. Right. So he had that. He had not like it started really well, and then he got hurt, and then they, he has been a non-factor since. Right, and like I think like part of the issue I'm so frustrated with Lazard and Watkins is that they they aren't running their routes with purpose, and I don't, I forget if I talked about this on Sunday. If I did, I apologize. But like Lazard runs such rounded routes, like he doesn't put his foot in the ground to make an angle. It's it's rounded out, and that's not hard for a defensive back to cover. It's easy. Like your 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 point in running your route is to switch directions and get and create space. When you round out your route like that, you're not creating space. The cornerback, the linebacker, is just gonna follow your path with you, as opposed to putting your foot in the ground and having an intentive switch of direction. Like it makes me so frustrated that. Alan Lazard played behind Devontae Adams all those years, given Devontae Adams is the best to ever do it. Like, that's just... He made... Isn't that how someone like Alan Lazard, who can emerge from being, like, a cut by the Jaguars, and then it's, like, it's found money? Because when you're not the number one guy, you don't have to be technically sound or... You know, you're you're going to you're almost always going up against the lesser of the top cornerbacks on you know right. defensively. 
So it's like you can still beat those guys because they're not as good as the guys that you would be facing if Devontae Adams is on the other side of the field. Or you know right. what I mean? Right. And so but then it's like, well, when Devontae Adams is not there, how the hell are you that's why he it's very now that you like put this together, it is why like when he makes big plays, it is very just like that is a tough catch. He's he's very good in like close windows and and all that stuff. It's just there's a reason why those plays exist. Right. Like he I feel like a lot of his catches he's not wide open. No. Every catch he makes is like it's very rare. Is in traffic. And so, like, not to be the wide receiver coach or anything, but they show his routes when they run when he run when they run them. And he's just not moving and with any sort of purpose. He's running the route lazily. And I think that was the culmination of it last week against the Lions, is like they kept showing Lazard running routes and it's rounded out routes. Like put your foot in the ground, change direction, create space for yourself so you can make those those catches. Yeah. So absolutely. Which is why same thing with Sammy Watkins. I think he had some similar stuff. I want to see these young guys in there. Like, True Ray runs with purpose. They called him, uh, I forget what his, what his nickname was. It's too late for me to recall that in my brain. Captain Casual. Yeah, Captain Casual in, in practice. And now he plays hard. Like, that's that's good. Like, Christian Watson. It runs hard. Yeah, like Christian Watson, we haven't had a chance to see like that well. It's because he can't stay on the field, but we know he can fly. We know he can fly. <laughs> like, he has dynamic moves that make him useful that way let's see some of these guys do that and hopefully they get a chance to do it this week yes absolutely and hopefully the Packers offense scores more than nine points knock on wood man I can't watch another horrendous offensive performance I'm just asking for four field goals (laughs) touchdown touchdown one field goal so, would you like to move into uh, players to watch and score predictions then? Let's see if anything else to talk about. Players to watch. I forget who went first last week. Um, I really couldn't tell you. I'll just do it. All right. Um, I certainly would like it to be Aaron Jones because I want to talk about a good Aaron Jones game. I want to talk about a Aaron Jones game. Yep. It's Rodgers. It's Rodgers for you. Yes. I just... Talk to that. Speak to that. I, I don't know what is going to compel me to think... Anything's going to change? Yes. <laughs> Or that you know the everything clicks with, as we were talking about, like receivers getting open. He's going to find the open guy. He's not just going to freelance and go off script when he says, "Oh, we're playing the closest to the system that Matt under Matt that we ever have." It's like, no, that's bullshit. Let's right. come on. So, I don't expect any of those things to change. Honestly, I think at this point, I'm just going to see. Let's how let's see how much damage is done because that is last week is one of the worst, if not the worst, I've ever seen in a Packers uniform. Yeah. And granted, yes, he did not have much help, but he also didn't create much help. He didn't help himself at all. Exactly, and oh. part of the reason why the 
the discussion around Rogers is so it everything is so folded into itself because it's always about Devontae. It's always about the lack of help that he has. It's not just in wide receivers, but now the offensive line has been in shambles basically the entire year. Right. So for me, it's just like, how does he identify a solution to any of the problems that are alien them? If, they, if a solution exists, because Lord knows we've been talking about solutions, solutions, solutions. And then you just kind of realize, wait, this is the team that you have. Right. And on top of that, the team that you have is getting decimated by injuries. Right. So, yeah, I think for as much as I want to be, I really want to be optimistic about seeing a good Aaron Jones game, AJ Dillon, or defensively, I, I'm really. I'm, as I, much I as know, you want to see a specialist have a breakout game, it starts with Rodgers. He sets the tone. And it's hard not for, or it's hard for him not to when he's the quarterback and is right. Yeah. <laughs> um, who do, who is your player? Before to watch? we get to, before we get to mine, <laughs> sort of talking about how Rodgers like sets the tone. I don't want to go like deep into this because it's not what really matters at this point. But I think there is some um, purpose. I should say purpose. There is some worth to the report that came out from I forget who I think it was Matt Steedman with the Athletic. Um that there's rookies and receivers in the locker room that don't like the way Rogers has led in like the tough love way. And that he's blaming the lack of the talent in on the offense when he wasn't there for OTAs. Like Ty tweeted about it way back in May and I responded to it on the Discord we talked about today that the o- the vibes in OTAs were bad because some reporter asked Matt LaFleur like like what are your thoughts on Rogers not being here to work with these rookie these rookie wide receivers and he has LaFleur had some like snarky comment that was like he's re- trying to take the heat off exactly like Rogers really should be here but that's his whatever and I said the same thing it's like the Rogers went through all this drama with the team, the contract negotiations, the trade stuff, the retirement threats, all of it. And then he loses Devonta Adams and they need like cohesion on offense with this new receiving core. And he's not there. It's like, why wouldn't you want to get reps with this new receiving core? It's it, self-inflicted. Right. Exactly. And do you know why, do, do you know what is frustrating about this? And I know it's, so. It, this is all we're talking about stuff that happened. What? Five months ago. Yeah. The problem with this is that that is something you can do, not necessarily condone, but you can do when you have a veteran team. The right. Packers are not a veteran team. They're very young. And I know a lot of, we talk about the, the big names are obviously veterans and they're you're expecting them to carry them to success, which has not been the case this year. Right. But this is a very young team. There, this is this is part of why when you are hitting the middle between being an old team and being a young team, and you're trying to kind of find that seasoning, but also keep it young and find you know right. how you keep sustaining yourself. 
you need someone to set the tone that way. And it's not, of course the coach is going to be like that, but if, if you're the best player as your quarterback and he's not there until August, whatever. Right. That's yeah. That's yeah. It's very unfortunate that that is the yep. case, but it also just like, yeah, I would be pissed off if I'm Christian Watson or Samari Turi or Romeo Dobbs, whoever, or yeah, Romeo Dobbs. When it's like, how are you? Why are you giving me tough love when you weren't here? When for, you weren't here, when you're doing cigarettes and milk at the gas station. Yeah, dad. <laughs> To give context to the to the quote back in May, just so we're not getting things crossed, um, Ryan Wood tweeted that Sammy Watkins wasn't at OTAs um, on May 31st, and he asked Matt LaFleur if the veteran newcomer is missing much since QB1 isn't here. He said, I'm not comfortable with anybody not being here. I'd like them all to be here. Um, Ty quote tweeted that with, uh, I don't love the starry vibes around the voluntary OTAs for GB, and I responded saying, snarkily, uh, Voluntary OTAs, except they aren't really voluntary, and the leaders on the team should be there despite them being voluntary. Vibes rude. It's like, and I think that's the point. It's like, Rodgers really should have been there to work with these receivers. Like, whether he's off doing ayahuasca or off on a spiritual retreat or getting his absolute gibberish tattoos, whatever it may be. Football is his first, like, job. And he really should have been there to work with those receivers in OTAs, even just to be there as the leader. Like, it's OTAs. They're not going to be doing super hard drills. Just throw the passes. Like, get some timing down. Just, like, build that relationship so that that relationship's not being built in training camp and then week one, week one of the season. Yeah. So, see where you're not playing. That's the other thing is that because they didn't play anybody in preseason, right. that's more time lost. Exactly. So, yeah. Bringing back to players to watch. After that side tangent. Sorry, folks. Necessary one, though. Necessary. Uh, I'm going to go weird. I'm going to say Samari Toure. I really want to see what he, if he can do something this week. Because like he's made impact plays a few weeks in a row. Yep. I want to see what he can do. And it, I think it's just part of that rookie wide receiver roller coaster we talked about at the beginning of the year. Now it's with Romeo Dobbs gone. This is another elevated spot for Toure to kind of get in there. So That's mine. Score predictions. I will go first since you went first on uh, on players to watch. Let's see, they're gonna lose. That's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna predict. Um, is it close? No. Twenty thirty one fourteen. Cowboys. Yeah. I just don't have faith. I, even, I actually I don't even have faith for them to get two touchdowns. I mean I'm I think I'm not gonna go that deep with it, but yeah, 31 14, Cowboys. I'll go. Let's go and Cowboys are so explosive too. Let's go. I'm gonna go 35 10. I think it's I think it's a walloping. That wouldn't be good. That'd be bad. That'd be very yeah. bad. That'd, that'd be bad all around because the defense would give up a lot of points and the offense looked bad. It'd yeah. be another ass kicking. All right, folks. Uh, that does it for us. Jordan, do you have anything else to say before we get into some promos? 
Don't embarrass me. <laughs> make my time. Make me value my time more. And uh, make <laughs> us make time for this to go Boom. into to go into our promos. That's what we call a segue in the industry, folks. Uh, GSPN popping this week. Brand new pods just hopped in. Um, make time for this. Drop the new one on I think today Wednesday. Yes. Um, Adam and Andrew talked the ban. Oh, I can't pronounce these words. <laughs> the banshees of Inishurin. I think that actually might be right. All right, it's about uh, the Irish Civil War and apparently a funny movie. So go check that out. Go watch the movie, <laughs> then go check that out. Um, the Eurostep came out on Monday, as we talked about talking about the the Bucks uh, start. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Jordan, you are. Recording one in six in seven hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> six and a half. Yeah, I don't sleep anymore. <laughs> right. So a new one in six podcast twenty four seven. A new one in six will be in your feeds uh, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, probably whenever you guys decide to release it. I'm not going to speak for you. <laughs> um, but then, as I talked about on Sunday, talk of Tundra merch. Talk of the Tundra merch. Go get your merch. Go get your purple. Went in six uh, gear as that debuted, and Jordan put out some sexy pics on the Twitter. Elon Musk's Twitter has yes. some great pics of Jordan. We're not so, talking about Twitter blue. We're talking about Twitter purple. Twitter, Twitter purple. <laughs> um, and remember, folks, if you do go spend your hard-earned money, which we'd really yes. appreciate it, on the merch that we have um, in the store. Use code TOTT, T-O-T-T, to get 10% off your order. That code expires on Monday, November 14th. So if you do, take us on Twitter. Show us show us you wearing your gear if you go to a Packers game or out in the public in Milwaukee or wherever you may live. Um, tweet at us. We'd appreciate you seeing it, wearing it, and stuff like that. So thank you again for listening to another episode of Talk of the Tundra. Um, just as an advisory for next week, it'll be a little hectic with the mm. um with the Titans game being on Thursday. So I think our tentative plan is to release normal Sunday recap on Monday. Um, the preview will probably come out on Wednesday, and then the post game will probably come out on Friday, and then yeah. we won't have another one for then a week or so then until the preview of the yeah, right. the following game. So that's just a little heads up. Um, if it changes, we'll let you know. But that's likely going to be the schedule. So, mm-hmm. all right, folks. Thank you for listening, and Jordan, thank you for joining me, buddy. Thank you.